there's been times where I have just been frustrated, not knowing it was me that was self-sabotaging and I would play the blame game. No one wins this game, right? It's what Adam did, okay? God, it's the woman you gave me. Wow, Adam, you just blame God and Eve, right? And the, the point of the best game is to play the blessing game. Hello there. Welcome to Treasures and Truth with Tope. I'm excited to have you here today. I'm your host, Dr. Tope Keku. Everyone wants to feel happy, but it's so easy to lose hope and feel defeated in a chaotic world that is so full of problems. This podcast is all about helping you discover the hidden treasures in your trials so you can renew your confidence and live in freedom. So if you're going through a difficult season and need encouragement, you will find support here. And so before we begin, let me ask you a favor. If this podcast inspires or encourages you, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review to help spread the word. So now on the show today, I have a special guest who is a corporate consultant and trainer she is a dynamic keynote speaker and an exciting entrepreneur. Uh, she is published, she's a published author and the inventor of the best, a bliss boosting storytelling game that helps improve clarity, strategy, and community about who you are, what you want, and your influence on others. She is a mom of two teenagers, so she's very active, but she's always fun to be around. Uh, today, she'll share with us her journey of entrepreneurship. And if you're an entrepreneur or thinking about starting a business, you don't want to miss today's show. So please join me in welcoming Miss Sandra Love to the show. Sandra, welcome. It's a pleasure to have you on Treasures and Truth with Tope. It's an honor and a pleasure for me. Thank you so much. What a what a blessing this is and a blessing you are to the community of who you're impacting. Thank you so much, Tope. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, so it's so good to see you. I wish our listeners could see your beautiful face. Um, <laughs> but so I would like to start us off with asking you to tell us a little, just a little brief background about yourself. Um, I know you grew up in Haiti, um, so that tell us a little bit about that transition and whatever else you would like to share. Yes, absolutely. So I was born in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Um, I'm one out of 12 kids, um, and I came to America, Jacksonville, Florida, in 1982. So I've been in Jacksonville pretty much all of my life. Um, so the reason why I feel qualified to be able to help people navigate through the three types of conflict, which we'll talk about later, is because when you grow up in a house with 12 kids uh, and you only have one bathroom, you better learn how to navigate through conflict, especially if you're the baby, right? I'm number eight out of 12. Oh, so wow. background. That's interesting. So you are number eight out of 12. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 
Wow. Very fun childhood, a lot of strong personalities. Mm-hmm. I always thought I was like a, a beta or softer personality. People started saying, Sandra, you're alpha female. I was like, I don't even know what an alpha female is. And when I looked it up, I was like, strong, assertive, powerful. I was like, that's not me. Those are my sisters. I'm the, I'm the one that submits. <laughs> I'm the opposite. But because my family was so strong, I didn't know I was actually strong to other people's perspective. It's amazing how we can have blind spots and not see who we are. Uh, because when you're around a lot of powerful people, you can't see how powerful you are, right? Yes. Yes. Wow. That's, that's, in, that's interesting. So, so it took, it took other people reflecting that back to you for you to be able to see it for yourself. Absolutely. I used to yeah. fight them. I'm like, I'm not a, a strong female. I'm a pushover. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not what they're saying. No way. Um, but in business, you do have to be assertive and decisive and resourceful. And I guess I have those traits, but because my older siblings were so much stronger than me, I always seen them as the beautiful one, as the brilliant one, as the strong one, as the powerful one. I've always looked up to them. So I never really looked at me until people started showing me my blind spots and and showing me why entrepreneurship really pursued me. I, I really didn't see myself as a person doing business, but uh, it's been definitely been a calling and a great journey. Wow. So now that's a, that's a good place to segue into the next question I have for you. So in that journey towards establishing yourself, uh, I mean, given that you're, one, you're number eight out of 12, you probably you have a lot of experience with people. <laughs> In one household, yes. <laughs> and so how did you transition to uh, into business? So it's, it's, a, it's a funny story. Um, you know, I end up uh, going to University of North Florida and um, dated someone that put me in a lot of debt. So my dad raised me to pay off my debt. So I immediately started uh, getting a job that could help me get out of debt. And, um, I end up being really good at sales naturally. My very first job was working for a security company and I did well at that. Everyone said, how can you sell appointments to sell security systems over the phone? It's my first job. I was grateful. I tried to apply at McDonald's and Denny's. No one would hire me. So when I got this job at the security company making appointments, I was just so grateful to have a job because my dad retired when I was 15 and I've been on my own financially since I was 15. So being just so grateful, it's funny how gratitude is so empowering. I just was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to be successful and to make this work. I did not know telemarketing was difficult until someone told me later, how did you do that at 15 years old? How did you become the number one person on the phone? And then I ended up getting three promotions at that job. Um, and then in college is when I got into debt and I had to drop out of school, started working at this AT&T uh, company, telemarketing again, was successful in that. Long story short, I started getting in the car business um, because I seen an ad. And again, I have a Forrest Gump anointing. I don't know if you ever seen that movie, Forrest Gump. Yes. Forrest Gump had a grace and a gift to just obey. Okay. And I feel like that has been like my strength. I know how to submit and obey. I was trained very well by my older, stronger siblings. 
you, you, you shut up and you obey. They tell you to jump, you say how high and you go for it. Right. And so from, from that, um, AT&T company to going into the car business, I did very well in the automobile industry. And from the automobile industry, I end up saying, I need to do something for the kingdom of God. Cause I was not happy. Even though I was making six figures in the car industry, I was in a marriage I was not happy with. And um, I ended up getting out of that marriage. I think I, I was married. I got married when I was like 20. We had five cars in the driveway. We had plenty of money in the bank account. But I was making great advancements in the automobile industry, but I didn't have fulfillment. So I figured, let me get rid of this husband, okay? And let me go ahead and start a business. Um, and I started my very first business um, when I was, um, I want to say 25, called BizGuide Incorporated. So entrepreneurship uh, has been an, an incredible, humbling, um, lots of failures, a lot of stumbling blocks, a lot of mistakes, but it has developed me uh, to be the person that I am. And it, and it, and it, and it challenges me to expose not only my blind spots, but to fall in love with challenges and, and being challenged and giving people an opportunity to develop themselves through my entrepreneurship journey. So that's how I kind of got into it. It was bad relationships, bad choices, debt, <laughs> lack of fulfillment. Let me do something that maybe will fulfill me. And it did, still didn't fulfill me, but that's how it kind of got into my, my entrepreneurship journey. That's what started. Oh, wow. Wow. That, that, that is, I mean, that is a, a long journey. Uh, <laughs> starting out in selling security, uh, working with, in, different, uh, in different aspects. And, and you were only 15. I mean, I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine, uh, you know, what I was doing at 15, but, <laughs> but, but to, to, to know that you had the wherewithal to say, you know, I have a vision. Mm-hmm. I want to go after it. I know I don't want to stay in debt and whatever I need to do, I'm willing to do it. And so you just kept, I, I guess what I, I hear you say is you just kept moving forward when one door shut, you found another door open and you walked through that door. And then, but then you had all of this success at age 20, um, but it was not fulfilling. And so, and then you were married and even that was not fulfilling. And so my question is, when, when did God come into the picture for you? What, you know, given that you oh, were yes. this is my favorite discontent, when it's given that you were in that place of discontent. So this is my favorite part. We we kind of have to rewind a little bit because <clears throat> when I was a little girl, <clears throat> God gave me a visitation. I didn't know what it was at the time because I was raised Catholic. My stepmom was Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, my mom and my dad got divorced when I was like two years old. Uh, maybe one or two because I came in the country and I was two. Um, I don't remember the details, but uh, I remember when I was like seven, between seven years old and 12 years old, very blurry. But I remember having an encounter with God and God visited me and told me, you're a Haitian missionary to America. Plot Mm. twist, right? Like I was very offended by this visitation. Mm -hmm. He showed me how the world was going to be very, very difficult, uh, very uh, chaotic. And I'm a little girl. And I remember being offended that because I'm thinking I'm American, first of all. 
And uh, how can I be a Haitian missionary to America? Okay, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't believe in women preachers. I'm raised Catholic. Okay, uh, so a lot of a lot of um, um, I, I remember crying for hours to the point where my elder sister, one of my older sisters, had to comfort me for hours. I wept and wept and wept after this vision, seeing how America was going to be uh, turned in a, a place that uh, at the time. It was a great country, but when the vision I seen, America was going to go through a, a, a really crazy trial. Mm-hmm. And um, so at that young age, <clears throat> it's one of my first vision. I became an atheist at 15 because I kept getting molested um, mm. before that vision and after that vision. I didn't know what was it about me that made people disrespect and dishonor me. Um, and so from that vision to... I got born again at 15. No, I'm sorry. I became atheist at 15. At 18, in my college dorm, I end up asking God to baptize me and the Holy Spirit. And he told me to start this thing called G-U-I-D-E, God Guide Ministries, God's Unified, Inspirationally Diverse Ensemble. And again, I'm 18 years old. Um, a couple, three months before I was an atheist. So um, I'm realizing at this point that God is way more powerful than what I think and what I believe. And he's more interested in me getting in alignment with what he believes. So uh, God entered that situation at 18. I immediately started a, a organization at University of North Florida called Guide Ministries, started doing these unity festivals. And from the unity festivals, is why I realized at 25, I needed to do biz guide because I know God told me to do G-U-I-D-E. Um, and I, I knew that uh, entrepreneurship, I had a Joseph coat of Joseph on me. I'm one out of 12 kids mm-hmm. and whatever I touch is blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, f- the lack of fulfillment was me trying to figure out, okay, God, you have something for me to do. I'm not clear. I'm not trained on how to do it or where to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but you keep blessing me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, when it comes to business. Mm -hmm. So that's when God entered it when I was in a little girl and then a visitation at 18, Mm -hmm. um, and then a visitation, uh, really last December of 2021 Mm -hmm. was when God gave me the, the, the game, the best, Mm -hmm. um, because that was my third marriage. <laughs> so, wow. So there's a lot to unpack right there. Uh, there's a lot. to. Un- so, so what I, if I will summarize it, it's that since you were a little girl, you've always felt the hand of God in your life, even though you might not have understood it back then, but over time you kind of understood it. And so you've kind of been guided along the way, even when you rebelled and you became an atheist, uh, God still did not leave you. Wow, what a gracious father. What a gracious father. And he kept guiding you and also blessing blessing the work of your hands so that you were successful. Uh, in terms of your business, you were successful. And then he's giving you um he's giving you various plans. So he gave you the, the guide uh, uh, program that you started at the university and then the bees. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about that bees. Okay. So um, guide ministries was just a, 
uh, a, a, a unity festival event for the college kids. I brought all the different ministries together at UNF. And then at 25, I, I had all this, these cars and all this money and I didn't feel fulfilled. So I was like, maybe it's because I'm not doing what God told me to do. So I started biz guide, which biz guide was a, 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 a training where I created these little guides for churches. So if you were at a church and you were a pastor, we would for free create these little um, entrepreneurial business guides where all your churches, your missionaries, your leaders would be in one little guide for your church and you could pass it out in your community so you can give something to your community for new homeowners. Mm-hmm. And um, and you would go ahead and, and be able to have a tool for the church and it was free for the church. The business owners paid for the ad. Mm-hmm. It would pay our bill. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I rebelled again, okay? Mm-hmm. I guess you can call me Jonisha, okay? Because <laughs> Jonah only ran once, okay? I ran from Nineveh three for who knows how many times at this point, uh, Tope. Um, and, and every time I would run from God, um, by his grace, I mean, his love is unfailing. His mercy literally endures forever. I would run as far as I can, as fast as I can. And God was always still with me waiting on standby until I would exhaust myself. And I'd be like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? And then he would show back up and then he would give me the next piece of the puzzle to help guide people. Everything that I do is about empowering and equipping and guiding people, providing them clarity and strategy and community. The the board game that I made uh, last year was out of the third divorce. I'm in this house and I'm shocked. I'm like, God, the year before I'm in Puerto Rico making out with my hot husband picture perfect family with my two kids, um, who was my second husband's children. Okay. <laughs> We're going to skip those mistakes. So I got married in Las Vegas by two lesbians with my children's father, but we're going to skip that part. We're going to go to the part where the third marriage, the last guy divorces and leaves me. And I realized, okay, God, what have you for me to do Jesus? And he said the same thing I told you, Sandra, when you were a little girl, the same thing I told you at 25, the same thing I keep telling you, I want you to feed my sheep and feed my lambs. And so he gave me this game that helped people ask the best questions, the best calls to actions and the best affirmations. It's such a simple game. It literally just helps you navigate through the three types of conflict that all humans have gone through or will go through conflict within, which obviously you can tell by my story. I've had a lot of internal conflict, Mm -hmm. conflict with my identity crisis, Mm -hmm. conflict with people that I love and that love me, conflict with real bad guys trying to still kill and destroy and rob me. Right. Mm So um, the game is designed to provide tools that I wish I had as a little girl to establish boundaries, to establish clarity, to establish the best decision-making through the best questions so you can now establish the best community for your life, right? Wow. Wow, Sandra. Um, Actually, you answered the question before I even asked it. So what I was going to ask you was, you know, how have all these prior experiences that you shared uh, led to this best game to what you're doing now. And I think you just shared that in a nutshell, which is 
all of those um, uh, experiences in the school of life and hard knocks have brought you to this place where you are now able to listen more, to lean in more, and to say, okay, Lord, what do you have for me to do? What is your purpose? I'm tired of running on my own. What's your purpose? (laughs) Exactly. And so he gave you this this, uh, board game, this best plan. It's actually a system. I've seen it. You shared it with with us in the group. Um, But it's to empower people to be able to deal with the conflict that we all have, those three conflicts that you mentioned, it's the internal conflict with yourself, uh, the conflict with other people. Um, and sometimes I actually, I think also conflict with God because many times we rebel against God because we, we think he's not being fair to us. So maybe that's, that's another one I would, I would throw in. <laughs> we need to customize a game together, Tope. We need to, we need to call it the best we're going to call it the best uh, recovery with God. I don't know. We'll figure <laughs> out a name together to help us navigate through the conflict we have with God. No, it's true. There's been times where I have just been frustrated, not knowing it was me that was self-sabotaging. And I would play the blame game, blame God, blame my family, blame, blame my uh, my culture, blame the aliens, blame the government, blame them right mm-hmm. every the blame game no one wins this game right mm-hmm. it's what mm-hmm. adam did okay god is the woman you gave me wow adam you just blame god and eve right and the the point of the best game is to play the blessing game how can we play a uh, 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 out give god and this blessing game is where we come to a place where not only do we know him who is perfect love and i use the acronym him humility, integrity, maturity, because it's the nature of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And when we incorporate humility, integrity, and maturity by asking, seeking, and knocking, which is the Bible has made it very clear, this is the way we have intimacy with God. Asking, seeking, and knocking is the process of intimacy that births his kingdom to come through us, in us, on us, and around us, and it's birth upon the earth. That's how we release God's kingdom through us, by asking, seeking, and knocking on his heart. And he said he will open up his heart to us so we can abide in his heart, and we can abide, and he can abide in our heart. And that touching and agreeing is what's going to birth the best in our lives. So the blessing game is trying to out-bless God through asking the best questions, the best affirmations, and the best calls to actions, because actions is what activates. Yeah, thank you for describing that game. And I, at the end, I would um, I would share with our, our viewers and our listeners where they can get it. Um, so, wow, you are just dynamic. Uh, you 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 just have a lot of energy, and I can I can feel that energy. Uh, what has brought you joy uh, during the difficult seasons of your life? What's brought you joy? So. What I'm realizing is Mm -hmm. when God has graced you and gifted you, Mm -hmm. um, the gifts will make room for you Mm -hmm. and the gifts will attract all types of people. Every time God has favored someone like Mary, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm -hmm. Joseph, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, A lot of it attracts the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm -hmm. And it took me a long time to realize that my satisfaction comes from my compassionate creator. I was designed by him for him. And so uh, 
I found out, and it took me a long time, I'm 43 years old, I'm a little slow, that my satisfaction and fulfillment that makes my cup run over is not making money, okay? I've made money, a ridiculous amount of money uh, in my 20s, okay? Uh, it's not even trying to be the superhero in other people's success story, okay? It's really resting in the finished works of Jesus and resting. He said, he said, some will be able to enter into his rest and some won't. I want to qualify to stop leaning towards my logical understanding and learn to lean on my heavenly father's chest, his heart, and get my fulfillment on what he has already done. I'm a human being, not a human doing. Life is happening for me, not to me. And so now I can stop playing the blame game. I can stop toiling and chasing the wind because the breath of life is my more than enough. So my joy comes from his perfect love, yeah. resting in it, drinking in it, mm -hmm. and, and, and sharing it with others. This is what fuels me. The passion you feel is from his compassion, his proven compassion that he has revealed through and in my life. So it's you you put that so eloquently um i'm not even sure i can i can truly capture the essence of it but you put it so eloquently that um it's the satisfaction in life is not from material things it's not in blaming others it's just resting resting in god and allowing him to guide to lead and to direct and so what I what I essentially will summarize it is to seize that, to stop that life of striving and to stride with him, mm. to stride with him, to, to operate out of that place of knowing that no matter what happens, God's got this. And, I, and so I can have fulfillment. I can have joy. I can have satisfaction because I know who got my back. Um, that, so that's that's what, essentially that's what I I understood from what she just said. Wow. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. His perfect love casts out those paranoid phobias, those false fears. Mm -hmm. His perfect love is who we are supposed to lean towards. Lean and love. Don't lean towards your logical understanding. It's limited there. Leaning in his love, now I can rest and get his restoration because what God has for me is better than what I can ever get from creation mm -hmm. or from myself. So you're exactly right, okay? Mm -hmm. That has been my new revelation and what my life legacy is all about. The game leads you from a very simple, fun version game. It's a little icebreaker, very simple. Um, and then goes to an OMG, Optimizing My Greatness, where you invite a partner to play with you. You can play by yourself at the fun game. And then the OMG, Optimizing My Greatness, you invite a partner to honor one another. There's something fulfilling about when you have someone that you can just honor them. You give them affirmation and you, 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 you help them with their blind spots and you love them. There's, there's so much fulfillment there. And then the, the, the last game is the pro game, which is all about proficiency and leaving a legacy. And Tope, you are what I consider a legacy leader. You're a legend and there needs to be, um, 
uh, 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 an opportunity where you can pass on all of these success stories on how God has flipped the script on all of your challenges and your problems. Yeah. So the proficiency game kind of guides you gently on how to, to do take that. all of those things from your past. We can't mm-hmm. change the past, but we can yeah. change the relationship we have with our past. Yes. And so the game gently guides you on how to change the narrative uh-huh. on what's going on, on the inside of you, mm-hmm. have inviting another person and now leaving a legacy that's beyond your life. Something that you can leave for your children's children. They can read, wow, I didn't know Grandma Torpe went through that. <laughs> that's why I'm going through it. Right. So after I made the three board games, I made three journaling success work guides or workbooks. Mm -hmm. And they're called my success journals. So you can accommodate some people. They don't want to play board games. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a board game person. That's Mm -hmm. why the whole thing's ironic that God told me to make a board game. Right. So weird. Yeah. Um, but some people, they like, Sandra, I just want to read a book and I want you to guide me mm-hmm. through a, a, a journaling guide yeah. and help me navigate without a board. OK. Yeah. And I, yeah. I made three games, to board um, journaling guides to accommodate those. Okay. And then I also made three prophetic prayer guides. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to know the spiritual understanding, mm-hmm. I'm an ex-atheist. I didn't like people preaching at me. So my board game is not Christianese. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my journaling workbooks, it's very practical. I call it a soul train mm-hmm. where it's training your soul in the way it should go mm-hmm. without using a whole bunch of spiritual words. It's very practical mm-hmm. to develop yourself, mm-hmm. um, personally, even if you're not an entrepreneur, if you've just, uh, I'm a, I've been a single mom. This is my second round. I was a single mom for seven years. And then I'm, I'm now a single mom again. I didn't see that coming, but giving everyone a tool that when life throws them lemons, I'll give them a, a, a guide to help them travel through unexpected uh, things that they didn't see coming uh, in their life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So again, you just had it. Um, she's written not only this best game, but she has journals and she has jo- three journals to go along with it. And and she has a pro version as well to, to help. Um, to help anyone who is interested in that. Um, so as we are rounding up, I want to ask you this. What is one treasure that you could leave with our listeners? So what's one thing that you can, if they're going through a really challenging time or they're trying to start a business, but they've hit uh, roadblocks uh, along the way, what's one one treasure that you could leave with them? Romans 12.10. It's how I base um, what I do when the I call the eye disease tells me, Sandra, you're too insecure. You're too immature. You're too ignorant. Who are you? You don't have any degrees. You're a little Haitian girl. Can, any, can any, anything good come from Haiti? When those little negative voices, um, I call it the ego, tries to talk to me. I go back to the truth, the Holy Scriptures, and I let the truth guide me through my facts. So my encouragement is establish yourself in truth's perfect love, Mm -hmm. which to me is grace filled. If it's not full of grace for yourself, Mm -hmm. 
it's hard to give it to other people. If I'm hard on myself, whatever's in my heart's cup is what I'm going to pour out on others and what I'm going to serve to people. So I think it starts with perfect love, getting in love. The difference between liking, love, loving, and being in love. Get so crazy in love that nothing else matters. When any other voice shows up, you can hear the shepherd's voice that guides you back into his resting place. And in that resting place, there's restoration and there's going to be a light that's going to light up your path and it's going to be okay. At the end of the day, God is the best and he knows how to take care of his babies. I'm living proof. God can use anyone. I'm living proof that he is a restorer of all things. I've been homeless this, this, this almost was the third time being homeless and God every single time has elevated me instead of me retaliating, I would start elevating by his loving spirit, by laying it all down to him again, making it a hundred percent about him being the mark and the focal point. And every time I would focus on him, I would function and flow and be filled up with his spirit and his spirit would guide me back and to his perfect love. Mm. Wow. So if I may summarize that, uh, it's get in love. And we're not talking about getting in love with anyone else, but get in love with your maker, your creator. Get to love him, get to lean on him and get to just let him lay it all down, lay it all at his feet and watch him guide you watch him come uh, i mean i can also say like sandra just said every time you get in a jam as as you're loving him he's there yes. he said, i got you i got your back i yes. got you and he'll i mean we're not saying it's a it's a piece of cake and that there's not a struggle that don't hear that even in the midst of the struggles you can have peace you can have hope you can have joy yes. by leaning on him and yes. asking him to guide you. Lay it all down at his feet. Wow. Sandra, thank you so much. Thank you. This was a really rich conversation. Um, just thankful. Just thankful for you, my friend. Uh, my beautiful friend. Uh, yeah, so thank you. So let me ask you, how can people connect with you? Sure. You know, uh, my website, you can spell it out. It's my name, Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A, the letter N, L-O-V-E, dot com. Sandrainlove.com. Everything is there between the board game, the journaling workbooks. I'm still editing and publishing, but it'll be up there. I only have one of them published right now. Uh, And then the, the prayer prophetic guides, which teaches people how to pray and how to practice intimacy. Intimacy is the key to eternity and eternity is too long to get this wrong. So go to SandraAndLove.com and uh, you can always book a, a, a session with me on SandraAndLove.com if, if someone needs uh, to be guided uh, to their next level. Um, I don't believe in me being anyone's superhero. I'm a sidekick where I will help you kick anything in your way. Or even kick your butt if you need someone to kick your butt to get out of your own way. <laughs> Sandraandlove.com. I'm here to add value and to be a blessing and to guide you back into your first love. 
Oh, thank you for that. So, um, and I will have this as well in the show notes. And Sandra has the My Success Journal series. She also has the best game that you can find at her website, sandranlove.com. Those will be in the show notes. So Sandra, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure to have you and thank you for sharing your story. Yes, thank you guys. Keep me prayed up. Love you so much, Tope. God bless you guys. God bless this audience. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, friend, thank you for being here on Treasures and Truth with Tope. I hope that Sandra's story empowers you to tap into your treasures, no matter what you're going through right now, whether you're starting a business or you're just going through life. Uh, we'll have show notes for you at hiddentreasuresandriches.com. And again, please remember to subscribe. Uh, leave a rating, review, and share this podcast. Um, so thank you. Your reviews are a gift. And um, lastly, remember, God has answers. Whether you have relationship issues at home or at work or any other crisis or challenges, God has answers. Um, so until next, next time, God bless you and uh, have a wonderful day.